Thank you for tuning into the Whole Black Woman podcast. On today's episode, we have Miss Bethany Glass, who is in our guest seat. And today we are chatting about singleness. Bethany talks to us just about her single journey and how she has been able to not only draw closer to God, but become content and successful during this time in her life. So sit back, relax, and tune into episode six. Thank you for tuning into the Whole Black Woman podcast. Today in our guest seat, we have Miss Bethany Glass. Hi, Bethany. Hi, Natalia. Welcome to our guest seat. Before we get started, um, if you don't mind, just introduce yourself to our listeners. Yes, sure. Okay, my name is Bethany Glass, as you stated. I am 30 years old. I am a single Black woman based out of the Philadelphia area. Um, I belong to the meeting place where my leaders are Bishop Edward and Lady Toria Long. I serve over the intercessory prayer ministry, and I'm also a part of the uh, praise and worship ministry. Um, I am the middle child of Bobby and Janice Glass, and um, I have my built-in best friends, which are my siblings, Lisa Joshua, and my niece, Karsten. I absolutely love my family, so I had to put them in there. I currently work as a program administration associate at the Project Management Institute, and I am also currently in school to be a Christian counselor. So the first thing that I want um, for you to just talk to us a little bit about your journey to where you, you know, maybe from where you were younger and just to where you are now at 30 and possibly how some insecurities have played out in your life. Okay. So honestly, where I was before I, I, so I'm the middle child. I have, there's five of us all together. So I have two older siblings and then two younger siblings. So being the middle child, a lot of times people, <laughs> they try to put a stigma on that in its own, just being the middle child and, you know, the, what they feel about um, just different insecurities as far as not being older or not being the youngest, but being smack dab in the middle. So I feel like my, um, a lot of my entire life, I dealt with kind of comparing myself to the older ones or to the younger ones and just trying to just making sure that I was, that I was good enough for, you know, doing what I was supposed to be doing instead of just being confident in who I was and not necessarily being the middle of anything, just being who Bethany was. And I feel like that was an insecurity of mine, just comparing myself to, to, because when you come from a big family, a lot of times they compare you to what, and me and my siblings were all two years apart. So for a while, it was just me and my sister, so we're all kind of stair-stepped. So what one did, they kind of looked at the other, well, okay, well, what are you doing? And then what one did, then they kind of looked, okay, well, you're not doing enough. And that was just, you know, how sometimes the outside world would try to put on you, put pressure on you as a person to be doing something that somebody else is instead of what God called you to do. Wow, that's so powerful. Now, um, I feel led to just kind of go in to ask, about um, your singleness. Ask that is because I know that there are a lot of women, especially a lot of Black women Mm -hmm. who are in the church and they are right now in a a life of singleness. Mm -hmm. So just talk to us about your experience. Okay, so that's actually a great question. I'm glad you asked me that. I've been single. I mean, I've had different types of small relationships within the last, but my last full-time relationship that I would say full-term was I was in a five-year relationship And um, since then, I have, like I said, I've been through many, many different, now they call them situationships where, you know, you try something out for a little bit and then I realize it didn't work. But for the last um, seven months, I've actually taken a break from dating and I've been in covenant with Jesus. And I felt that that was important for me to do because a lot of what I realized wasn't working in my relationships was I was kind of basically trying to find my happiness through a person and trying to find my purpose and my destiny through a man specifically. And then 
like last year I sat back and I'm like, okay, so apparently these relationships are not working out. What am I not doing or what have I been doing wrong? And then God clearly was like, well, you're seeking relationship and love from a man when, when I've been trying to give you that purpose through an identity through me. And I, mm. I clearly was looking all in the wrong side. So like, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to, heal from the things that I first have been through in my other relationships because I feel like you can't go forward until you confront the things that you're dealing with within yourself so that way you know when the time comes um for God to bless me with my kingdom purpose mate I would have already gone through certain things with me and Jesus and you know kind of gotten to the bottom of those things to heal from them to move forward to find my purpose and my identity in him first and then, you know, I'll be able to be a whole individual to be presented to someone else. Bethany, can you elaborate on how fear has kind of played a part in your single journey? Like, just elaborate a little bit more. Like, has it caused you to settle in any areas? So I can remember uh, maybe like two years ago, because I was so fearful of my parents, you know, passing or, you know, not being there when I was, I wanted to get married when I was in my five-year relationship. I remember trying to force, you know, getting married because I had such a fear of, you know, my, my, my daddy not being there to walk me down the aisle, my mom not being there to see me have my first child, you know, just those different areas. So I remember that was such a stronghold that Satan tried to play over my mind every day that I had to, you know, try to get married, try to get married just so that they would be there. And it wasn't until I decided I went on a 40 day fast and, you know, forgot to free me of being fearful of not living my life in the timeline that God had designed for me instead of me trying to force it on my own. And it honestly was in that 40 day fast that God took away the fear of, you know, the important people that I want not being there. Um, and, you know, now am I like, do I want them to go? Absolutely not. But I have a peace that God has he has designed my life and the, the, the timeline of my life, the way he has for it to go. And that, you know, my family and everybody will be there for me, you know, whenever it decides to happen. I think that it's so important to pray over, over those things and not allow Satan to, you know, try to force you into, into a fear. Cause the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. And because I know that God hasn't given me the spirit of fear, then I was able to release that and to live a, my life, in confidence that God has it the way that he has for it to, to, to play out, not the way that I was trying to force it to be. And to just be, you know, secure in what God was doing and is doing with me now as I move forward in grace. So those 40 days that you fasted, was it just pure, like, how did you fast just for our listeners who may want to pursue the same thing and God's put that on their heart as well? Sure, sure. No, it was actually, I fasted um, through, I think I went, from like six to six, I would only eat after a certain time. I made sure I prayed daily and I was, um, I read his word and that my prayer was definitely designed towards God. Break me from the fear of, you know, certain people in my life missing the things that you have. And I got prayed for that specifically because I d- did not want to live my life in fear that, you know, my loved ones would not be there or that it wouldn't happen for me if they're not there. Um, so I was very direct and very specific in how I prayed when it came to that, that fast. Like I targeted that area for that entire fast. Wow. Wow. And that was 40 days. That's a blessing though, um, to know that you are now free from that. Like what you just said, it speaks to me so like dear to my heart. Um, I know that right now I am personally in my time of singleness and mm-hmm. I won't necessarily say that I'm fighting it, but mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you just say, God, why? 
um, because you look at certain people and I try to stay away from comparison, but sometimes Mm -hmm. we're human, right? So sometimes we do fall into that. Um, But tell me along your journey and as this time that you've been spending being, you know, closer to God, what has been one thing right now that has just sat with you that maybe he's ministered to you about? that's that's so tricky because I feel like the more time you spend with God he daily you know downloads and pours into me so and I feel like I I'm so grateful to him for it because like when you say you're in relationship with God right like I literally treat him as if he is my my man he's my husband he's my first love he's my father he's like so many things but um one thing I can say that he has stuck with me is that he has not forgotten about me and Mm -hmm. Just knowing that that he's not forgotten about me, number one, because like you said, a lot of times you'll look at other people and you'll think, okay, well, he's, it looks, it seems as if he's did it for everybody else, but what about me? And just him knowing, just me knowing that he has, number one, not forgotten about me. And then number two, that he's there, like just knowing that he is there with me always what better man to have by your side than, than the one who has never lied to you, that can heal you, that knows your thoughts before you're thinking them, that he goes out his way to spend time and talk with me. I feel like that's the epitome of a, of a man that you would want by your side. So knowing that he is, in fact, always there and then just helping me find my identity in him because we are an image of him. I feel like just just him just in general, <laughs> he's just so great to me. And I, just the fact that he has not forgotten about me and that there's reason in this, there's purpose in this season. I think that's one thing that has stuck with me too, because sometimes we'll think we're just going through things, you know, just haphazardly or we're just, you know, it's, it's just by chance that we did it. But knowing that God formed us and he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb, meaning he wrote these things in before we even got here, that alone says that there was purpose in it that he had for us to go through all the things that we went through so that we'll be able to be of testament to somebody else. And I think that the fact that there is purpose in it, I think that's comforting to me that he's had stick with me, that I'm doing this, not just for myself, but just to encourage somebody else. So tell us what have been some negative thoughts that you maybe have been battling. I mean, obviously we're human, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been battling during your single season, even with God. Ooh, the negative thoughts that I have been battling even with God. I would have to to say, again, it stems back to comparison, like comparing where I am, even in my singleness, even with God, because you see other singles that they may be a little bit further in their purpose. They may be a little bit more active in what they're doing for God. Some, you know, they, they, it seems like they were single for what, maybe three months and they, they were going hard, going strong for God. Right. And then all of a sudden they just get this man out of nowhere. He's just perfect and everything. And here I am. I've been single for, I mean, I, like I said, my last five year late relationship was, I was I think 24, 25. I'm now 30 years old. So to me, it's like, dang, I've been in this, to me, it was like a roller coaster. And that's why it was very important for me to go through this seven month covenant because I had to break my own cycles. I was doing the same things over and over again. And they say the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again, looking for the result of something different. And I was doing nothing different. It was the same man, just in different in different bodies. I just, because I, I was so broken, I saw it, the same man seemed to, um, I seemed to attract the same kind of man. In different wow. forms, because I myself wasn't healed from certain things. And what has inspired you to like keep going? What keeps you pushing each and every day as you continue on this journey? 
I believe that what keeps me going is the fact that um, that not many people right now are, are taking a breakout. You know, everybody, especially not around this season where we're about to come up on Valentine's Day, it was just the holiday season. Everybody, you, they are searching so much. They're searching, searching for love. And and don't get me wrong, love is a beautiful thing. Marriage, I I. I I respect it. I honor it. And when it happens for me, when it happens, I will be grateful for it. But I really think that a lot of people are not taking the time out to be pure, to get themselves together before meeting that person. And then you, you get married and then that marriage has its own set of issues and it's a ministry in itself. But a lot of times I believe that some marriages could, they could be more successful if people would have individually taken the time out to get themselves together first prior to meeting the person that God had for them, because we know Satan does not like union. He doesn't like marriage. He doesn't like, you know, how God brought the family together. So he's going to do everything he can inside the marriage to tear it apart. And he's going to use the insecurities that you had in your singleness that you didn't necessarily um, take the time out to deal with before you got married. Now you're yoked up with another person and they bring their own set of issues. So now you're combating, dealing with your issues, their issues, and then the issues that you have within your marriage. And I'm not saying that you still won't have things, even, you know, taking a time out in your single season. I just think we have to be more adamant about it right now. And I just, I don't think that a lot of people in general are doing that right now to be a testament to somebody else, to be confident, like, hey, I'm single, I'm over 30, I'm not married, I don't have children, and it's okay. You know, they make you feel like, because you don't have those things, then something is wrong with you or that you're not on target or that, you know, you don't, God can't use you because you're not married with children per se at us by a certain age. So, I mean, I think that's the thing that keeps me going is to just be an example for another person. I won't even just say woman, for another man out there that you can be practicing purity and, you know, not just dating anything and everybody just to find love or to find validation from people. That's good. That's good. Now, let me ask you, what are some of the common practices that you do to keep yourself disciplined on this journey? Um, so like daily affirmations, reading, etc. Um, I honestly, I fast weekly because I'm telling you, some things only come through fasting and prayer. And I fast because the flesh wasn't wants what it wants you have to train it right it's like it's not something that's just going to automatically adapt to what you're not supposed to have so by fasting from food and fasting from social media and fasting from you know certain areas that's training your flesh to not want the temporary thing at the moment you know just just to not get it what it needs for the moment i think that that also helps when it comes to sexual desires because if you are training yourself now not to go to to say no when until the time is right then it'll be easier um you know when i get with the prayer i'm not well i won't even say it'll be easier it'll be a challenge but at least i will have built up some discipline to it to where i'm able to withstand to stand for that um when it when the time comes in that area <laughs> so i know it, it'll be hard but with god all things are possible so i definitely i believe fasting fasting i daily talk to god in the mornings i'll start my days by talking with him because i just I think that you, we will listen to everybody else, but God is the one who knows everything. So that's who we definitely need to talk to before we do or say anything else to anybody. And definitely reading his word. You'll be surprised how reading God's word will read back to you. Just being open to what the word has to say through God's His scriptures. It literally is living and breathing. And it just has so much clarity and wisdom and direction that will sustain you when you're trying to, when you're going through your single season. Yes, and I can definitely attest to that. I know. Um, I think I've told you guys previously on a few of my episodes that sometimes I can be a little rough around the edges. 
<laughs> and so God is still working on me with my temper, but it was, I had a situation a couple of days ago and I was just really, really like upset. And I was like, God, like I was, cause you're, you're in between both, right? Your flesh mm-hmm. is saying you have to be upset, but God is saying, you know what, it's not even worth it. And so, um, God took me to Ecclesiastes and basically administered to me about, of course, how we have to be slow to anger, mm-hmm. um, how people who are quickly who get upset quickly are basically labeled as fools but it was in that correction mm-hmm. like you said talk back to you and you can see like kind of how you look like when we look at everybody else right and how act out you know you're like look at them crazy people you know what I'm saying but then it's like that same thing that same label can be put on ourselves if we're not being aware of how we are acting especially as Christians exactly that I couldn't have said it better myself exactly Bethany, one thing that I want to ask you is how do you feel, in your opinion, the label of strong black women helped or hinder how you deal with your singleness? Um, I definitely believe that being a strong black woman, it has it has helped me in my singleness because it shows me that between with having me and Jesus, that I'm able to conquer and do anything. And mm. the world may make you feel like it's a hindrance because because you are so strong and independent that you do not need a man. And I'm not saying that when the time is right, that a man cannot be an amazing addition to what you already have. But I feel like it has being a strong black woman has helped me to, first of all, buy, buy a home. I was, I bought my first home when I was 28 years old. My parents, they raised us to be strong black individuals to be confident who God has created us to be as an individual. So, and I was for years, I was scared to purchase a home because I always said that, I wanted to wait until I got married to buy a home. And then I was like, you know what? Why should I have to wait to do something to get a person when when I'm I'm capable to to do it on my own? And I feel like being a strong black woman is is important, especially to to your mental health, because you have to know that you are able to do anything that God has gives you strength to do. He said, with Christ, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think that that's important to know as a woman, because if not, then I'll always be searching for someone else to help me become what God has already created me to be. Do you feel like currently as you are on this journey that you are living out your purpose? I do. Now I can say that before. And that's why it took me going on this seven month covenant to honestly solidify what my purpose was in God. Cause for years I struggled with my purpose. And I think that that was also a text of the enemy to try to confuse me, to deter me from actually being bold and confident and being a prayer warrior and being an intercessor and being what, what God had called me to be. So now I think that I've embraced it through taking this time out to seek God more about, okay, God, what are you saying that you want for me to do? When you thought of Bethany and you put my parents, Bobby and Janice together and you created me, what, what did you have in mind with me? And I think that I had to take that time out to be confident in that. Cause I think I had a little bit, like I knew it, but I was, I was so insecure about it. Cause I'm like, Prayer some nowadays is not popular. You know, a lot of people, that's like the last thing they want to do is pray. They will run to Facebook. They'll run to their best friend. They'll even run to concerts and services. But when it comes time to pray, it's not a popular thing. So for me, I'm like, Lord, why would you call me to be so sensitive in worship and prayer? And nobody really wants to do that. But that was just something I had to be confident in. And I think that by me being confident in that, that has helped me to be more confident in my purpose and to be able to 
to stand in front of people in prayer, to when people call me for prayer, to be confident about that and be like, you know what, now I'm walking in my purpose with confidence because I have a, a better idea of what that looks like for me, not for anybody else, what that looks like for Bethany Glass. When God said, Bethany, this is what I have for you. I feel like now I have a better understanding of that and I'm walking in that now. Yes. That's good. If we have any women who are listening who are on the journey of singleness, what could, what are a couple of pieces of advice that you can give her to make sure that she stays on that path? Um, I think that I would, I would tell them to make God your first love and to, to be confident in you and that there's nothing wrong about you, that there are so many things right about you. And that is why God is saving you for that person. A lot of times people think that because you are still single, that there is something wrong with you. That's not it. God has you um, kind of in a bubble. He has you hidden because he will not just throw you to anything or anybody. He has someone saved to speak. For, he thinks you're so valuable that he will not just let anybody miss over you. So I would say be confident in you. Make Christ your first love. Live your life, not that you're waiting for someone, but live it exactly how you are. And when that person comes, you add them into the great things that you are already doing. But don't wait for them to get here in order for you to be great. Because he has great things in mind with the qualities that he placed in you. Be proud of that and use that. Now, on this journey, how do you currently measure your success? Like, how do you know? Like, okay, I'm making strides. Like, what is it that you're noticing about yourself as you continue to evolve? so I used to be um an overthinker like I used to worry a lot and I would always say things like um I'm such an overthinker or you know I, I think so much or I would say that about myself and once I started to to pray more about that phrase God showed me that I was being more of an overthinker because there's life and death is in the power of your tongue so the more I said that I was an overthinker and a worrier the more I overthought and worried so once I got that in order, I was able to honestly see how I didn't think that way anymore or how the, the, the different areas of my life began to turn around based st strictly by what I said out of my own mouth. So that's how I'm able to base, you know, the success that I have because I noticed the way I used to think that also affected how I used to, to view the world or view myself and how I viewed even opportunities that I took or didn't take because I was, you know, just overthinking and worrying so much but now after praying, you know, about those things and releasing that from me, like I, I released the spirit of overthinking and I asked God to give me the spirit of peace and I have peace in my mind. And that has honestly really, you know, helped me battle with with different things I used to think about and also give me success in my daily life. And I can measure that by how I used to do things and worry and think about how now I'm just like, you know what, God, you got that. You know, what's, what's big to me, it's a lightweight for him and he can, he handled it for me. So now I'm like, you know, I don't even have to worry about it. Cause I know God has it. That's one thing that, um, again, that I'm learning myself. I want to also ask or add to that when you are currently in your journey right now, how does God, how, how have you noticed that God corrects you to notice some of the things that prepare you for that time of marriage when it comes? Honestly, I think that he'll bring it out through different um, scenarios, whether it be through, um, through different friendships, through different, just different areas, like say about submission. So, you know, you're supposed to submit to your husband. And I think that 
it's important to be submissive now to leadership places or authority that are in your life now, because that'll help you to be submissive when it comes time for your husband. If you can't submit to your leader at church, if you can't submit to your boss at work, if you can't submit even to your parents, you know, out of respect for certain things, then it's not going to be easy when you get married and decide, oh, now I have to submit to this to this man that that I believe is from the Lord. So I think that now just being um, being patient, learning to be submissive and being respectful, you know, to the people that God has placed in leadership over me has helped guide me to to different areas that I have to be when I get married, whether, you know, to love unconditionally, to be patient, to forgive, not to hold on to things. I'm just learning how to be a good steward over my time, over my money, over, you know, the different, the different things that I do daily, just to be a good steward over it. And, um, you know, just to learn to how to better communicate that when it comes to people in general. And I think the more you build those things with the relationships that you already have, when it comes time for marriage, they're already in practice of what you're already doing. It's already a part of your character. So it won't be a complete switch. Oh, now I have to do this for a husband because I've already been actively doing it with the relationships I already have. Now, Bethany, are there any books that you're currently reading that are helping you or have helped you along your journey? Um, yes, I'm actually right now I'm reading a divine revelation, but one book that I read, it was um, called My Knight in Shining Armor. And in this book, it talked about how you make God your, how, basically what I'm doing now. And it was funny because I was already a month into my covenant with Jesus before I started reading the book. And in the book, she, she, she suggested you go on a six month covenant with Jesus. And I was already doing that. That's why I got to the seven months because I had already started a month. And I'm telling you, that book is amazing. It's called um, Your Knight in Shiny Armor. And I actually can get the the author of that book, but that that's one of the books that I am currently, that I've read already. That was a tremendous help to, um, to where I'm at now. And just the different, the different whiz, words of wisdom and advice is, that she gave is uh, the title is yes. Your night shining armor, discovering your lifelong love. And the author is PB Wilson. So that's a book that I read that kind of aided me in um, my seven month covenant, but the book I'm currently reading is a divine revelation of prayer. I and mean, that's just teaching about, you know, the different forms of prayer. Awesome. Awesome. Now, before we go and we end our time together, I first want to thank you. But if we have any women who would like to connect with you, could you tell us how they can do so? Yes. My um, Instagram is Bethany underscore glass 2911. And on Facebook, my uh, name is just Bethany Glass. That's B as in boy, E-T-H-A-N-Y, last name, Glass, G-L-A-S-S. Awesome. And I will make sure to put that information down into the show notes, as well as um, the book that Bethany has recommended. Um, I just want to, again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I am so glad that we could have you on the show. Thank you so much, Natalia, for the opportunity. I really appreciate you. And I'm just looking forward to all the amazing shows that you'll have coming after this one. Well, once again, I just want to thank Bethany for coming in and sitting in our guest seat and imparting 
to us wisdom on singleness. And I pray that all of the listeners who have heard this episode will not be only hearers of her word, but doers as well. If you are not already following the Whole Black Woman podcast on social media, I ask you to follow us on either Facebook or Instagram at The Whole Black Woman, as well as if you would like to contact us, please do so at info at nataliamcneil.com and I will make sure to link down that information in the show notes and lastly if you have not already visited our website at nataliamcneil.com and there you'll get access to all of our podcast episodes as well as information about myself your host and the other things that we have coming up in the near future so thank you again for tuning in to the whole black woman podcast Thank you.